0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I
1: think so. Do you want to bet against us?
2: Hello Aston Villa fans and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast and we are going to have a different conversation. You guys are probably all sick of seeing my face with regards to transfers and transfers that may be happening into Aston Villa and I said I needed a change of pace and I wanted to talk about somebody who is ours already. What was loaned out and it's somebody I think has gone very much under the radar and certainly it's not somebody I'm going to talk about because for all the great stuff that Newport County have done, I haven't seen an awful lot of their football this season. So I'd like to welcome the wonderful Ed from the 1912 Exiles podcast and Newport podcast to come and to talk to us about somebody that I think we can categorize as having a really successful loan spend with you guys over the course of this season.
1: Yeah, well, Prananda, uh, good afternoon. Diocham uh, Skoros, thanks for the chat. Um, yeah, so Finizaz, I mean, he has been a revelation for us um, this season. By way of context, Finizaz was one of three lone central midfielders who we signed in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them from bigger clubs um, and all came with um, kind of good reputation, but we weren't quite sure how they would fit together. So we have Finizaz from Villa. Oli Cooper from uh, Swansea City and Jake yes. Kane from Liverpool. Um, and as the season progressed, those three were the kind of fulcrum of our midfield. And we based our uh, our play around the skills uh, and talents of those three, which I'll talk about. Um, and and really the success that we had this season um, in, in a season where we challenged for promotion and ended up just short. Um, but it was due in no small part to what those three brought to the team. Um, and I, I think if they had uh, cemented themselves a little bit earlier, or if we'd realised their talents a little bit early, earlier and not um, persisted with some cloggers who were kind of getting in in uh, the way on the pecking order uh, ahead of them earlier in the season, then we, we may even have uh, made the playoffs and made, made the automatics. Um, but... Um, those three were sensational, and um, we kept on the pod. We referred to them as our fizzy midfielders because there was this kind <laughs> of fizz uh, that they brought to it, and energy, and youthful dynamism. Um, and sometimes that was characterised as you know they were very good and creative, but perhaps lacked a little bit of of uh, bite and a bit of steel because they are maybe a bit younger and maybe not mm. as physical as other players in the fourth division. But actually, I think as as time went on, they they showed that they can. Get involved with some of the rough stuff as, as well. Um, now, I will say, I think of the three of them, at his best, Finazaz is undoubtedly the most talented out of the three. He blew hot and cold at times, particularly at the start of the season. He'd have a few games where you go, God, this lad is mustard, and then he'd kind of disappear a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Ollie Cooper, the of
2: youth, I suppose, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, that he's yeah, exactly. Learning I big mean, boy I think, football, I- like.
1: Yeah, I mean I think out of the three of them, Cooper is probably the one who was consistently the best and, and the one I'd expect to see in the Wales set up at some point. But Azaz was was and is a hell of a prospect. Um and I'm I we talked on the pod about how high we think the three will will go. Um and I think there's definitely a consensus that, that Azaz will be playing second tier football probably next season. I'm I'm not sure we were convinced he would walk into the, the villa team in the top flight just yet but he is definitely ready to make the step up now you know he had a spell at Cheltenham before us mm-hmm. um, he's had a whole season with uh, with Newport challenging and i would imagine that um yeah he's he's more than capable now of making a a step up i mean an exceptionally talented footballer um very able to hit a shot from distance and and score the odd uh thunderbusted yeah. of a goal but also someone who has that Um, kind of metronome in midfield. You know, he can keep the ball moving, keep the ball passing. Um, And yeah, he was a a real pleasure to watch a really good technical player.
2: Yeah. And and I suppose that was, he he got the plaudits not just from Newport County fans and the Newport County team, because he was named the League Two young player of the season. And uh, like, realistically, a lot of Aston Villa fans, I'll be honest, I'll do this podcast and I'll pop this out on Twitter. And a lot of Aston Villa, Villa fans will go, Oh, yeah, I forgot we signed him because he literally, he came in. It's like that Simpsons gif whereby Grandpa Simpsons comes in, takes off his hat, yeah. turns around, puts on his hat and walks back out again because he, he no sooner signed and the deal was already done to send him out on the And he was a different demographic that we signed as well because he was an older type player that was coming from West Brom's 23s. We have a very West Brom heavy um academy now with regards to the guys we brought in at the top and the coaches that we have uh, in there and they obviously knew something about this guy that most people didn't and they got him in they said he's progressed really well he's probably gone on a lot, a lot better at Cheltenham than we expected him to uh, and we want to send him out for maybe more games at that level again so because we see there's there's a real prospect of this guy really growing quickly he's played what 79 but He's played the bones of eighty games in in League Two football at this stage, and 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 like for somebody who's twenty one, will be twenty two in September of this year. That's fantastic, and to have the League Two Young Player of the Season award under his belt as well is more good accolades for him. But as I say, a lot of Villa fans would have would have mostly been focused on the outgoings and loans this season of maybe Keenan Davis in the latter latter half of the year, Kane Kessler, Haydens, Louis Barry, those type of players as well. And 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 as maybe he didn't have that the, that name recognition, but he's gotten the recognition amongst these peers.
1: Yeah, um, and I think his is a career that will go from strength to strength. In fairness, I think the same is true of uh, Kessler Hayden, who you know we saw play against us for Swindon at the start of the season, and he bossed that game. Um, and I think a lot of Newport fans, myself included, walk away walked away and thought mm, that lad's going to go on and and do stuff. So I, I would put yes. him in the same category as someone who has very clearly demonstrated what they can do in the fourth division and will will not be playing at that level again anytime soon. So, um, you know, one of the pleasures, one of the few pleasures sometimes of watching football at this level is you catch glimpses of players on their way up um, and then, you know, you get to enjoy seeing them from afar on a, on a television screen somewhere um, in the years ahead as their, their careers move on. Um, and I suspect that, yeah, both Kesselhazen and, and Azaz will be playing at a higher level uh, soon. So,
2: like he scored 7 goals this season and and you mentioned Newport County came close to to promotion or getting getting into the playoffs and so on but um i suppose what would have been his his best attribute that you would have seen from him over the course of the season you mentioned he blows and hot you, and cold but you know what would be Yeah the
1: best he thing? he certainly he started off blowing hot and cold he he got much more consistent as the as the season um developed and i think yeah by christmas time he was showing himself to Um, yeah, be much more consistent. And I think, you know, it's inevitable um, with young players um, out on their first or second loan spell that, you know, it does take them a little while to bed in. And -hmm. and so I don't think anyone held that against him at all. Um, And once he started to play more consistently, yeah, you know, he did chip in with some some good goals, um, both in terms of quality and importance. And I'll, I'll perhaps talk about one or two of those in a minute. But I think for me, his best attribute was... Um, his speed of thought. And that's something that you really don't get often in the fourth division. You know, that marks out the players who will go on and do extremely well from those who are going to be at that level for a while. Um, And his ability to very quickly um, pick a pass um, to, um, you know, control ball and take on his man and and not overthink it. Um, It was probably the thing that we liked the most. He covered a lot of ground as well. I mean, all of, those kind of fizzy midfielders um, did, Mm. you know, they weren't just there to play attractive football. Um, They were there to be very, very busy and chase players down because although they weren't physically the strongest because um, they closed players down very, very quickly, gave opponents no time on the ball, forced mistakes. That's how we were then able to win the ball back. And then um, Azaz and, and the other central midfielders would then get on the front foot straight away and either, um, uh, attack into the opposition third or they'd play the pass into uh, the strikers and so you know he was critical in that he he wasn't you know he's a tall lad but he's not mm-hmm. um, physically the biggest strongest um, but the energy he has to close players down um, was um, yeah extremely impressive and then in terms of the goals that he was able to uh, to get i mean there there were a few real contenders the one that i liked the most uh, that he scored for us that perhaps technically wasn't his best but i think showed all of his best attributes we went away to swindon in april in a game we had to win to stay in the uh, in the promotion hunt um and azaz got the ball out wide um didn't look on really didn't look as though he had anywhere to go but he beat the player cut inside got past the goalkeeper and then from an angle that was almost literally impossible. I mean we were we were very close to being in line with it and you thought well there's no way he's going to score there. He's either going to have to pull it back to one of the the onrushing players from midfield um or he's going to have to you know find find a way to get it uh, get himself into a, a scoreable position. But very calmly um he looked up got his bearings uh and scored by basically kicking it in off the defender who was running back and <laughs> to have the calmness and the yeah. the um uh, the, the the brain to realize that that was the sensible move was um that told you everything about as he had the the speed to get into that position the quality to get his head up uh and then the intelligence to play in off the defender um and then he celebrated right in front of uh, of me and my my youngest it was his first away game uh, and it was just a great moment. So it had everything, that goal. And um, we won that game 1-0. And for a, a week, at least, thought we were in back in the promotion hunt until we went and stuffed it up the following Friday. But um, <laughs> so that for me was Finizaz's, uh best moment or my favourite moment of his in a, a county shirt and showed all of his a- attributes.
2: Excellent, excellent. That's it's not often that you hear that. oh, well, his best attribute is kicking it off defenders, but uh, that's where I, <laughs> you know context is king. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, look, as I say, uh, it's it's one of those moments, I suppose, that will stand out, stand out for you for sure, because uh um, you know, he did he did display a lot of good, good, good efforts, I suppose, in the build up to it. Can I ask a question as well with regards yeah. to?
0: plus
2: so am i right in saying that uh, was it this season or last season that michael flynn left at the start of so the it season? was it was, was this early season this season, season yeah so What's last
1: it? season flinny took us to the uh to the playoff final and um, hmm. we lost to Morecambe um after a, a pretty dreadful game and i think um it hit us really hard and there was a bit of a hangover into the start of this season um there were rumors that Flynn had basically handed in his notice after the Morecambe game and decided, you know, rightly or wrongly, that he'd sort of taken this team as far as they could go and that he needed a new challenge. Um, and you know, surprise, surprise, kind of three months to the day from when yeah. people were saying he's handed his notice in, he left the club. Um, and so that seems to have been what, what happened. Um, and he went and took on the, the job at Walsall, um, and has done very well there. And he left with the best wishes, I think, of county fans. And I think we felt. You know, maybe it was just one of those things that you know. Someone sometimes someone can be around a, a workplace or a football club for uh, for too long, and maybe it was in both parties' interest for him to move on. Certainly, he I, I have no doubt he will go on and do very very well with Walsall. And for us, uh, James Robey, who had been a coach mm-hmm. at Cardiff City, but also done an awful lot within the uh, FAW, the Football Association of Wales, um, has come in. is a Newport boy as well, yes. um, and has, has has really supercharged what a process that was already happening where we were playing much, much more attractive uh, football. Um, and yeah, it feels as though, you know, we're now doing very well under him. So I think it's, it's worked out well for both teams, but um, I have no doubt that Flynn will go on and do well for Walsall and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're in the promotion hunt next season.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, cause you've, you've indirectly answered my question. My next question there was, do you think that the, that Michael, the, I suppose, when you mentioned that at the start of the season, he was blowing hot and cold. Did, was James Robbery, do you think that he was a big influence on maybe utilising Finn, is, Finn is as more often and, and in more advantageous positions to help him succeed?
1: Or is it uh, hard to bit. say
2: because Michael Flynn was only there for so long?
1: No, I mean, I I think that's true, I but I wouldn't overstate it. I think, like I say, Flynn was trying to play a more attractive style of football, but he was very much evolution rather than revolution. And I think okay. Robbery just... um uh, accelerated that uh, that process, and I think probably put a little bit more faith in uh, in Azaz and, and Cooper and Kane than perhaps um, Flynn had done. Flynn had been, you know, trying to play them within his system, but not all three of them at once. And I think that was the the difference. Perhaps you know, Azaz found himself playing with players of of a similar skill set and a similar mindset, and I suspect that maybe helped a little bit. Um, but um, you know, although, because we talked on the pod about how those three midfielders, as included, you know, they were sort of, were they Flynn signings or were they signed by our director of football? And, you know, we haven't quite bottomed out exactly who whose decision it was. But um I have no doubt that having seen the qualities that those players brought, we will be looking for the next as uh, for next season. So if Villa have anyone else on their books who they want to send our way uh, next year, then hopefully we've demonstrated we will give them first-team football and good training and an opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, feel free to to send us the next Finnazzas.
2: And that's interesting because with the new regime not even the Stephen Jarrett regime but I think the new uh, director of football that we have or technical director or whatever you want to call him and along with our new academy uh, set up over the last three years we do tend to like Swindon have been a big favorite for to send people on loan to obviously Ken Hayden as we mentioned Louis Barry and uh, they do tend to to form kind of uh, alliances with, with with clubs to 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 help with that but um, so hopefully as I say that we would have you back on again to talk about people next season that we maybe have have to you guys but i do have a selfish interest in finna's as finn has this has the outside possibility of playing with ireland as well so as everybody knows i am irish and he is of irish descent that's where the finn comes from i would imagine ah, he is israeli yeah. but he was born in westminster in england so um yeah, uh, as I say, I might be seeing him suit up in the... It, usually when players reach about 23, 24, that were born, born in the UK or born in England, and realise, I'm not going to get a sniff at that English team. Then they usually come and play for us in Ireland. And uh, you never know, might be able to have the inside track on as, um for my Irish mates when uh, whenever we're, uh, we're watching games and if he was to decide to play for Ireland uh, in the future. So, yeah. Um, Really interesting. Really interesting. And, and and thank you so much for your for your insight um with regards to him. Is there any other kind of parting words that you would like to impart upon the Aston Villa fans about Finazaz?
1: No, I don't think so, except that, you know, he as I say, he's a player who was incredibly well thought of um, during his time here. I have no doubt he'll be playing at a higher level um, next year. Whether that whether he is quite ready yet to walk into a, a top flight team. Yeah. I don't know. What I would hope Villa will do is give him a chance perhaps in, uh, in pre-season and maybe in some of those kind of minor uh, cup competitions at the start of the season um, and and assess his quality, um, you know, against uh, against opposition, uh, both in friendly games and in, in cup games and see whether he can do it. Because he, des- he definitely deserves a chance to prove himself now. You know, he's proved himself at our level um, with distinction, you know, as you say, young player of the mm. season. Um, and even if ultimately, perhaps he, he still maybe needs a year in the, the second tier somewhere, um, just to to keep that development going, um, I'm sure he he will continue to improve. Um, but I hope that yeah, Villa do monitor him closely and uh, and give him a chance because um, yeah, he's he's been great to watch, and he certainly leaves with all of our best wishes.
2: Excellent. That's lovely to hear. And if he does get a chance with Aston Villa, he'd immediately be our tallest midfielder at six foot one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm screaming for a bit of height and a bit of bulk inside there. And uh, at six foot one, he'd be immediately our tallest midfielder, which is uh, is quite crazy, I think, at times to think about that we've got a, a midfield of... Um, of not six footers, should I say? <laughs> uh, but maybe it's going to change over the next transfer window. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Ed, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. It's been really enlightening to get to know about as uh, what I'm going to term him as the forgotten man of Aston Villa's loan system <laughs> this season, and um, because we never even knew he was our. Like some people won't even know he was ours, you know. And that's that's being really honest about it. It's really good to hear a glowing reference of um, of somebody uh, that the, the club obviously thinks very highly of. And, um, as I say, I wish, wish you all the best in the future. I hope that you do get promoted. Newport County, fantastic club, as you say, being run the, being run the right way with, um, with nice structures in there as well. And, uh, yeah, as I say, it will be, you never know, as I say, if Aston Villa do have people that go on loan there again, i would be absolutely delighted to talk to you mm-hmm. and to get your insight on, on, on those too. But um, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Pleasure. Thanks very much.
2: Excellent. Thank you. So, guys, thanks so much, everybody, for watching, for listening. As always, uh, give this a thumbs up on YouTube if you're not following us in the audio podcast. I really, really, really implore you to subscribe to the audio podcast. You don't even have to listen. Just subscribe. You never know. You might come across something you like. We will be doing a lot more audio based um, pieces over the course of the next uh, three months until there, two months until the Premier League does come back. So you don't want to miss out. You want to be subscribed to our audio podcast as well as YouTube. Really appreciate everything you do for the podcast, uh, with your likes, your shares, your retweets, and if you continue to do that, I'd like you even more. So as I said, Ed, thank you so much for your time on the podcast today, and thank you very much for those insights. Thanks very much to everybody listening at home, and until then, all that's left to say is up the villa.